Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Dental Download Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about a highly requested topic, dental school versus undergrad. So you all sent in some questions that you wanted me to talk about. I asked some dentists that I know and dental students through our Instagram what they thought was different about dental school versus undergrad. And of course, a lot of this episode is going to be my own experience and opinion so far. I'm a D1 at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry. I'm in my second term there. And I hope that this can be an insightful episode for you guys. I think it turned out really well. I already recorded it. So I'm excited for you all to listen. But I did just want to do a quick little intro and also give you some motivation for the week. It was a well thought out motivation this time. So I hope you guys do find it to be something you can carry with you beyond even just today. But for the intro, I just wanted to let you guys know that I joined some clubs, which I think is exciting just to know what is out there in dental school. Every school is going to have some different ones, but every school definitely has an ASDA chapter. So I joined ASDA, which is the American Student Dental Association. I got so much out of ASDA as a pre-dental student whether that was reading the emails that they would send out as an ASDA pre-dental member, going to pre-dental days at the dental school, student panels, student shadowing days. I really got so much out of it, so I wanted to be involved in that to kind of pay it forward. And they also have a lot of other committees beyond the pre-dental committee. They also have like a wellness committee, an advocacy committee, and I just think it'll be really cool to get involved in something such a large scale, as does always one of the biggest clubs at every dental school. So I'm excited to meet some people, hopefully meet some upperclassmen. Another club I'm involved in that doesn't have any dues but I'm still a member of is the Christian Dental Association or the CDA. So I go to bi-weekly Bible studies with them and majority of the group is actually D1s. So that's been a really great way to meet like-minded people and just have kind of a supportive community when you walk into clinic, I guess SimLab for us, and just knowing some friendly faces, especially the upperclassmen, have been immeasurably helpful, and I'm going to talk about that later this episode, but upperclassmen, if you can meet any of them and get advice from them, it will be your life-saving like grace, honestly. The next club I ended up joining was the Dental Student Business Association. So they're basically just doing lunch and learns and they're on different topics like wealth management, practice ownership, like acquiring a practice, debt management, investing, really anything related to business because we only take one class on that during dental school. So I think it'll be a great way to supplement my education and maybe make some connections in the Ann Arbor area. And then other than that, I'm also joining the American Association of Women Dentists and also the Academy of General Dentistry. So both of those are exactly what they sound like just because I want to be a general dentist and I identify as a woman. So I wanted to be involved in both of those. And finally, there's still two more. I know I went a little crazy, but I had heard from older people that it is good to just kind of spread yourself out your first year, see what clubs you really like once you go to more events, and then your coming years, you can kind of tailor it back if you feel like you were overextending yourself or you didn't get as deeply involved as you wanted into clubs. But the other two that I'm doing is the Special Care Dentistry Association. So that's any individuals that need special care, like I've talked about in other episodes. And then also Alpha Omega, which is one of the dental fraternities here focused on scholarship, professionalism, volunteering. So I'm excited for all of those opportunities. And then I also wanted to let you guys know about midterms. So that was last week. I'm sure you heard in the other intros that I had a bunch of exams, three exams, two quizzes, and a sim lab practical. The practical isn't graded yet, but we got all of our exams back and our quizzes back 
One of the quizzes wasn't too great, but I passed. One of the quizzes I did really well on. One exam I did pretty dang well on in immunology, which was awesome, and I'm going to talk about that later this episode. But the other two exams I did not do too great in. Biomaterials I like barely passed, and then our cell biology exam I barely did not pass, if that makes sense. I was just a little below the criteria for passing. But in cell biology, we have five exams this whole term, so I still have four more exams with the same amount of points, so I'm not too stressed about it. I think I'll be able to pass the class, especially now knowing that I need to work a little harder. But yeah, that's the update about midterms. Didn't do stellar, but we got through it. I didn't get like a 10% on anything, so that's always good. You can see where my standards have gone now that I'm in school. It obviously is so important to try to do well, as I'm also going to mention in this episode, because everything is relevant to dentistry and to your patients, so that's why I am motivated to do better than just passing in these classes. Obviously, I studied what I thought was the right amount and did my best, and that's what happened, but your best can become better once you learn about the format of the exams and what you should focus on and start studying with others are all adjustments I'm going to try to make going forward and in future intros and on my YouTube channel, I will update you guys about how those adjustments affect my grades. Final update is that we're looking for housing for next year. Maybe we might be moving out of our current apartment to a different two-bedroom closer to the school, but we might end up staying here, so that's kind of on the fence. I was surprised that there are some places near the dental school that aren't too, too expensive. It would only be a little bit more than we're paying right now, so it might be worth it. So we just kind of have to look into those, do some virtual tours, kind of weigh the pros and cons of having to move and the increased rent and stuff. But updates to come about that. It's definitely housing season in Ann Arbor. People have to resign in a couple weeks here. And then if they don't resign, places get taken up pretty quickly despite COVID and everything. It's still how it goes since Ann Arbor is a college town. And then finally, I just wanted to say I know a lot of people are having interviews that just started in the past couple weeks or you have some coming up. So I just wanted to say good luck and also do not worry if you haven't had any interview offers yet or if you had some but they're not ones you're necessarily as excited about. Maybe you haven't heard from your top choice. Do not stress. It's still so, so early and I'm pretty sure that at least like a third of my class. This is a relative figure. Don't take it as like as like an actual statistic or something. But I'm pretty sure about like a third of my class got in post December. So really like do not freak out about anything. You're going to end up where you're supposed to be and everything is going to work out, especially this year with everything being delayed. Do not beat yourself up about anything. I know you're all going to do amazing. You're obviously all very motivated and really passionate about dentistry. And on that topic, I do want to recommend episodes 11 and 15 of this podcast. If you haven't already listened, 11 is about comparison, super relevant during your application journey. And then episode 15 is my interview tips. So definitely check those out if you haven't listened yet. And I do just want to request something from you guys this week. If you're able to share this episode with one of your pre-dental friends, that would help me out so, so much. If you know someone that doesn't listen to the podcast, send this episode to them or just send them our Instagram or something. That way we can reach some more people and try to help as many people as possible. And also tag me on your Instagrams when you're listening to this episode, whatever day you're listening, whatever you're doing, driving, walking, going to class, studying. I would love to see what you guys are doing and get to interact with you guys a little bit more. So I hope you can do that. I think it'd be fun for you all to get to know each other as well, because I'd like this to be a community of people and not just me talking to a microphone. So I know this has been 
been a kind of long intro, but I'm going to go into the motivation now. And I did think a lot about this one. I wanted it to be relevant to the topic, but also more than just like a little tip, because sometimes there are just little tips. But this week, the motivation is you will never know everything. So let that sit for a minute. But no matter how much I tell you today, despite adding in all of my experiences and experiences from other dental students and dentists, you're never going to know everything. You're never going to have enough knowledge to be completely invincible. You're never going to avoid struggle completely. There's always going to be challenges and you're always going to have a unique experience. So I don't want you to have unrealistic expectations going into dental school that like, you know so much and it's going to be such a smooth transition. Like it's going to be difficult no matter what. And I want you to have realistic expectations about that. And I certainly don't say that to scare you. I think that the more you know, the more equipped you are and the challenges you have won't be so life-shaking and they won't set you off course so dramatically. But I just want you to know that you're going to have challenges and they might be different than what I'm describing here. They might be similar, but I don't want you to, again, compare yourself. And I also don't want you to feel like Because I studied so much in undergrad, because I listened to podcasts like this, because I know some dentists, because I watch dental vlogs, I shouldn't be struggling. It's okay if you struggle and you're just, you're simply never going to know everything. And on that same note of you'll never know everything, that also means you're not always going to be like finally ready for some life event. You're never going to just finally wake up one day and feel ready for the DAT or feel ready to submit your application or feel ready for the first week of dental school or to take boards or to start your first job as a dentist. And that's okay. Life is always going to be challenging, but the better you equip yourself with resources from yourself of how to cope with things, resources from others, from a community that you build, you're going to be better able to handle these challenges. I'm always here for you and we have a super supportive community on Instagram. Any of the dentists or the students that I've shared on there are more than happy to help you as well. So on all of that, I hope that I didn't discourage you at all. I just want to be really honest with you. That way you don't have as much of a weird struggle as I did this past summer starting off dental school because I think I just had unrealistic expectations. And again, expecting that you won't have unrealistic expectations is also something to avoid. Like it's just going to be a transition, but hopefully this episode gives you a better idea of what you can maybe expect that way when things happen, you're not so surprised. So we're going to have a quick little break and then we will get into the main episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, let's get started on the main segment of this episode. So I'm going to go through these specific topics and then answer any leftover questions that you all sent in if I felt like I didn't fully cover them at the end of the episode. So the topics are the classes slash workload, the education and teaching style, time, 
mental health, opportunity, and purpose. I know those last two seem kind of existential and like deep for a podcast, but I think that they're important. So we're going to start with classes and workload. This is by far the longest topic. I will try to put timestamps in the description of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. If you do want to skip around, I will do my best to put those in there. I'm pretty busy though. If I don't, I'm sorry. But so the first thing is that classes are obviously a lot smaller, especially if you went to a big undergrad like I did. I went to a Big Ten school. I went to Michigan State. So some of my classes were 500 people easily. I was in Lyman Briggs College that so was smaller for some things. Like my chemistry class was only like 100 instead of like 500. But still, that's pretty big. So here your classes are going to be smaller depending what dental school you go to. For us, we have about 100, 108 students in our class. Some dental schools have almost 200. Some have only 30 students. So it just depends where you go. But overall, I still think that's a lot smaller than undergrad. And then you're taking all the same classes as everyone else in your class. So that's very different than undergrad as well. You don't like register for classes anymore. They are just registered for you and you get your schedule and that's what you're doing and when you're doing it. And you're all doing it together. So there are definitely a lot of pros and cons to that. Pros being people can keep you on track and remind you where you need to be. For example, this week I was supposed to be in the dental school and I had literally no idea. I was like at the park enjoying my morning and my benchmate called me and was like, where are you? And I was like, not at school. So I had to rush home and it was a crazy mess on my part. But that's the good thing. People can hold you accountable. You can study together. You can study with anyone. You can ask anyone a question and they should generally know what's going on because you're all in the same schedule. And also, it's really good just for a lot of camaraderie. Like, again, you could study with these four people this week, and next week you could study with this other person, and you're just all going through the same struggles, so you can really relate to each other, really uplift each other. Someone's going to be having a good week while another person's having a bad week, and hopefully they can help each other and support each other. But the bad thing is that you're all doing the same thing all the time, so there's not much of, like, an outlet. You really have to seek people and friends outside of your dental school classmates to get away from dental school, if that makes sense. So I have some friends here in other grad programs and my friends from back home and everything that I keep in touch with that kind of keeps me balanced in that regard. And also, since you're all in the same classes and you know when you have exams and when you're doing whatever, it can be easy to fall into that comparison trap. So I'm not going to get too much into comparison this episode. You can listen to episode 11 if you want to hear all about the struggles of comparison, the good, the bad, and how to kind of work through it. And in the sense of being like collaborative and all taking the same classes, you're going to have so many study resources. At least we do. We communicate through Slack. It's kind of like a group me, I guess. And people send Quizlets, study guides, notes, like everything you could ever imagine. We have like multiple study things for every exam, so many resources. And again, that's also good and bad. It's great to have options, but You definitely learn better by making your own study resources, and it can be really easy to just kind of take the lazier route for some classes and not make the resources yourself, and I just don't think you learn as well. I've definitely done that, and that's the result I've noticed at least. Oh, and I totally forgot to mention this at the beginning of this segment, but I did just want to like say that as a little disclaimer, I'm only speaking for myself and then any anonymous experiences people send in. This obviously doesn't apply to all schools or speak about my in particular school. It's just my perspective and my experience and trying to share that with you all. And I definitely encourage you to form your own opinions. 
And the other obvious difference between undergrad and dental school is the workload, content load, credit load. So obviously you take more credits in dental school. We're in 24 right now. I think you can take anywhere to like 30 credits, which in undergrad, the most I ever took, I think was 16. So just as perspective, you're nearly doing double and it definitely feels that way. But on the flip side, one thing that's good about dental school is you're really only in those hard years of book work for your first two years, unlike undergrad typically people take about four years to complete that and all four years are really heavy school-based but in dental school your third year and your fourth year are much more clinic-based and you don't have as much classwork to do so that's something to look forward to really only two years instead of four of like hard book work and then the obvious thing people probably tell you a lot is maybe the content like Topics aren't as difficult, but there's just way more of them and maybe they get more detailed. So I would agree there is way more content covered in like a week and in a lecture. You're just in class a lot longer per week. So there's like double the slides kind of thing, double the content to learn and master in that week. And I think the difficulty level depends a lot on the class. I'd say it still somehow manages to be harder than undergrad overall as you might probably expect. Sometimes the classes definitely don't go as in-depth as maybe I did in undergrad. For example, if we had a whole semester course on histology at Michigan State that I took, but there might only be one histology unit or maybe even one histology lecture in a course each semester, so they can't fit three months of content into three weeks or into one day. So obviously it might not be as in-depth sometimes. They might kind of glaze over the topic and give you like the need-to-know info. And sometimes that can be pretty challenging in itself because if you don't have all the supporting information, sometimes it's really hard to understand the concept. So that's why working with peers has been really helpful. Some people were biomaterials majors or something and they can un- they can explain a concept to us better than maybe if the professor was kind of just going over the surface level definitions, getting those details can make things kind of click a little bit more. So more reason to really interact with your classmates and ask for help. That's like a huge dental school tip. I'm not going to be giving like dental school tips in this episode. I can do that in another one. And I know a lot of people ask like, what major should I be? I would say like sadly and honestly, I only vaguely remember a lot of the stuff from my undergrad classes, probably because I was cramming for those rather than like learning, but some of them are so relevant to what we're doing in dental school right now. I was a human biology major. Classes like genetics, which I think Michigan is the only dental school that actually has a genetics class, but we do. So if you're going to come here, take genetics in undergrad. And then microbiology, histology with lab, anatomy with lab, physiology, immunology, biochemistry, bio one and two, they've all been so useful. And those were classes that I had to take to get my biology degree. So even though it's maybe like a basic or common major, I would still highly, highly recommend it. I think it pays off. And then one thing I want to mention is that the classes that I actually remember stuff from were the most like annoying, tedious ones of undergrad. They were the ones that had completely written exams that had like case-based story problem, like almost like a puzzle. Like if you're looking at this system and this one thing goes wrong, what's going to happen to the rest of like the 
inflammation like system or what's going to happen to the complement cascade if this is like a mutant or something. So all of those questions that were like really picking your brain and you really had to know the content, those are the classes that I actually remember information from the most because I think I learned it rather than memorized it. And for me, that was biology one and two and immunology. So I would encourage you to Look at those classes as frustrating as they may be as blessings when you're an undergrad because that's what's going to prepare you the most for dental school. And the more that you can challenge yourself in undergrad to learn material rather than just memorize it, the better you're going to be later on. I know it just like doesn't really work for time a lot of the times because I've been there, but it'll pay off. The more work you can do, any little bit, any concept you actually truly understand is going to pay off once you get into dental school. Now, the other thing that's very different is you nearly have finals every two weeks. One of my classmates pointed that out to me because you have like a couple weeks of learning content, then you get tested on it the next week. And the weeks all really do feel like a crazy intense finals week. It doesn't just feel like another exam. And it's because you have like three classes each week with big exams and the content level and load for each exam is a ton of stuff, especially because exams can be super, super detailed in dental school. And these like midterms that I'm saying are usually four or five times per semester where you're going to have a bunch of exams in one week. Some dental schools do a really great job of avoiding this, but then you have an exam pretty much every week. So I don't really know if I would actually prefer that. Like this week, I don't have any exams, just like my weekly quizzes that I usually do. And I think I like that. I like the waves, roller coaster, whatever you want to call it, analogy, rather than just always having something like looming over you each week. So I like the style that we do. It's not unbearable to like have a couple exams or haven't been on the same days or different days of the week, but just be expecting that that hate to say like pain, but that's the first word that comes to mind that you feel maybe during finals week, maybe just stress is the better word. That's going to happen quite a bit during dental school. When we get into the mental health section, I will talk about things that you should be doing to prepare for that. But the next thing related to class is that you need to find a balance that works for you of practicing hand skills, which is your preps, your restorations, your waxing, and still studying for your didactic courses. And that's something you didn't have to do in undergrad. Yes, you had to time manage, but you didn't have to time manage lab work versus book work plus personal life plus extracurriculars and in undergrad there was just like that one element of lab work really missing so that's something to be expecting and people say and told me that you can't cram you can't brain dump like undergrad because the exams really are just too specific a lot of times you're given case-based or patient-based questions that go beyond just spitting out memorized facts or recognition of multiple choice terms sometimes they do test you really intensely like that. So if you don't really understand the concept inside and out, you're really out of luck on questions that are patient-based, case-based scenarios. And most of my exams have at least a few of those, if not majority of the exam is that way. As for like cramming and stuff, I definitely did that in undergrad. It's not like I would open my notes the first time the night before, but I'd study the week of or like three days before or something. And sometimes in in dental school now, I feel like I'm only studying like a week or so in advance. Like I'm making the materials as I go, but I'm not really reviewing it until like a week before the exam. So that's the thing I think I can improve. And I think that's still kind of cramming dental school style, especially for me being someone that doesn't give up their sleep. 
I think some people might stay up all night, but I would literally never do that. Like you couldn't pay me enough money in the world to like not sleep one night. But um, another thing that's different about maybe the way that they test in dental school is that you get tested on tiny, tiny, tiny details, at least a couple questions per exam. And I think that's just how they can differentiate between the A and the B and the C students. Also, just want to randomly throw this in here. Some dental schools are pass-fail. My dental school isn't, so that's why I'm talking in this lingo of ABC. And it's not a thing where it's like, oh, she's a C student. Like, no one knows or cares. It's just... I think a way that they can rank us for when people are applying to specialties and stuff. So I think they test in those tiny deta- details so that they can differentiate who put like a thousand hours into studying for this exam versus me who maybe studied for a week, like I said. So that's I think why I end up in the B and C range on these exams because there's just hundreds and hundreds of slides and I personally just cannot remember every little detail usually. But hopefully, like I mentioned in the intro, new studying that I'm going to be trying to do and implement will help me get better at that and maybe get some more of those questions right on the exams. Like I was saying that no one really knows what your grades are, especially if you don't talk about it. And I think that's because dental school is much less competitive. I mean, that probably depends who you talk to and how much people let grades affect like their happiness and everything. But in my case at my school, and I know that other people, quite a few people submitted this on Instagram that they felt that dental school was less competitive because the only person you're really competing with is yourself to do as good as you can and just learn as much as you can. It's not so much like you're competing to get a spot to graduate. Like everyone's going to graduate. Everyone in your class is going to become a dentist in four years or three if you go to UOP, but it's just not competitive in the same way. And some people maybe are competitive and like the term like gunner gets thrown around for people like that. But even that, like they're just kind of in their own bubble and people let them do their own maybe bitter little thing and it doesn't really affect everyone else. And then the last couple things I want to say about classes is just that to be expecting that you're going to be taking boards at the end of your four years. Now that they're integrated boards, you only take one large exam instead of in two parts to get your dental license. So there's still kind of something you're working towards. You're not just like trying to pass a bunch of classes and then you're handed your license you do have to pass boards so you need to be learning this material for that greater purpose and then also just to be the best dentist that you can and to serve your patients and then also be expecting that if you do want to specialize whether that's orthodontics or oral surgery specifically I know for a fact that they have entrance exams to apply to those specialties so you haven't gotten away from your standardized tests unfortunately if you do want to specialize But we're going to get into the next topic now, which is education and teaching. So obviously, every dental school, again, is going to maybe have a different way that they go about their teaching style. And that's something that you can kind of self-reflect on what you would like better and then learn about through your application cycle of which schools teach in which ways. But at least here, and I know a lot of my peers at other schools, you're still going to be going to lectures. There's still slides, there's still videos, there's still textbooks, but textbooks and reading are usually not required. They're more supplemental, but I do notice that the people that do them get better grades. I feel like I'm not one of them, so I can't say, but I feel like my classmates that do the readings know a lot more and score better on exams. And then some dental schools do have a lot of small group work. Like every time they go into class, they go into small groups and they do a case or something. 
We don't particularly do that. We have an occasional group project. What I really love about the group projects is you usually get to pick your own group, which is really nice and I think different than my experience in undergrad. And in dental school, you're obviously not going to have any lazy group members because they all got into dental school. They're all motivated and smart, just like you. So you're not going to have that annoying group project experience anymore. They're going to want to get it done early. They're going to want to do it well. So I don't think you need to be stressed about group projects being annoying anymore. I think once you're in dental school, they're pretty fun and a nice like social opportunity. And as you would expect, and I heard this from lots of other dentist and dental students, your experience with professors is still going to be mixed from people being so helpful, best professors ever, to being not as helpful. And that's just kind of how it is. But I would say in general, majority of them are a lot more helpful. They care a lot more about you being successful. And since it's such a small program, like you have a better chance to get to know them as a person, get to know them maybe as a mentor, and they're really going to explain things to you in the sense of why they matter to dentistry, why they're going to matter to you in practice, why this topic about biochemistry is important to patient health. It just, I think, kind of hits home more in dental school, and the professors do a great job of making sure you understand why this information is relevant and why they're teaching it to you. And finally, I would say, and this is something that a dentist pointed out to me, is that they're preparing you to survive and get by in their clinic at their dental school and doing things their way. They're not necessarily preparing you to work in private practice, so that's something you want to be aware of, and that's why a lot of people choose to do general dentistry residency programs. And now we're already on to the next topic, which is time. I'm sure you've also heard dental school so busy, time management, organization. Yes, all of those things are true. You're going to have a lot longer days. A lot of people on Instagram also said this, and I could not agree more. Some days we're personally up at like 7, start class at 7.30 or 8 a.m. some days, and then sometimes we don't finish class till 6.30 or 7, so some days are like a 7 to 7 process, and then you have to study, or at least you should study. I can't say I always do that after a long day, but I can tell you that some days we have a whole morning off, or you can use that time to just do school, catch up on things, or just have it for yourself, sleep in, whatever you got to do. So you do have quite a bit of autonomy, at least a lot more than I expected, despite it being different than undergrad, where you don't get to schedule your own classes, it's just handed to you. You still do have some blocks that they work in there where you have a lighter week, like I said, or you have a random morning or afternoon off, and that's the time that you can play catch up. That's the time if you planned ahead, you can have off and relax. So it's a lot more than I expected with that free time. Again, it's not like every day, but every week or every couple weeks, you do have some free time. And that was just a lot more than I expected. And it could just be because we're in online classes or because of COVID. I don't know, but at least that's been my D1 experience so far. And the main thing I want to emphasize about time, though, is that it's nearly impossible to do it all. 
you don't have to have like a replicated balance each week. You're not going to give the same amount of hours to everything in your life each week. I don't think that's super realistic, but I think you can still develop balance in dental school in some form. Some weeks and days you may need to give some more time to school. Then you can make up for that the next week, giving more time to yourself or to your friends, etc. So I just think that the time management in dental school, it just hits another level. Like it's, you did some time management in high school, you gotten even better in college, and now in dental school, you're going to get even better. And you're going to learn to prioritize what you care about and what you need. And that's a great transition into the next topic, which is mental health. I think, like I said before, with smaller classes, there's obviously way, way, way more comparison. And yes, you can avoid that. You can have better strategies for it, but it's going to be there. And I just can't say it enough. Like, you're going to be constantly comparing whether it's yourself to yourself, yourself to the person next to you, yourself to some person on Instagram that's posting their great preps, like anything. It's just compare, compare, compare. And it can be so, so hard in SimLab specifically because you've been studying since kindergarten, kind of. You've been doing school and like book work, whatever, but you've never done dentistry until you start dental school, unless maybe you have like a dentist parent or when you were shadowing, they let you drill on a little block or something. But most people, you haven't done dentistry and you definitely haven't done it to this degree, like real dentistry specific different types of preps and everything and you're gonna develop this really honestly very cool and exciting eye for fine details for being able to measure in fractions of millimeters and your eye is going to be able to see that like a dentist eye I guess you could say you're going to develop that but that's such a con because you can look at something and think it's absolute garbage when in reality it's really not all that bad it could still pass at least that's how my situation has been like I've just become even more critical of myself since starting dental school, which is tough because I think a lot of dental students are kind of that type A or perfectionist type. So it's going to be an adjustment in dental school. And I think that's something you need to always be aware of and catching yourself and realizing, hey, it's a good thing that I've kind of developed and starting to develop this dentist eye. That means I'm learning. That's really great progress. And definitely, kind of like when people talk about weight loss or anything, or like a fitness journey, take before and after pictures. Take pictures of your first awful, jagged, burnt preps. That way, and a few weeks later, when you feel like your preps are terrible, you can look back and be like, wait, no, these are so much better. So before and after pictures are great. I really liked that. And I think just having a supportive community in dental school and like a couple friends that you can vent to, whether that's family and friends outside of dental school or maybe a roommate that's in classes with you, that can uplift you and remind you of your value outside of classes and grades and sim lab, but also remind you of your hard work and how far you've come within, again, classes and sim lab because it just is so easy to get down on yourself. But said I wasn't going to get too far into comparison. Sorry, we talked about it for a couple minutes, but that's just something that goes to a whole nother level in dental school. And it's again, it's not so much competitive. I think it's more internal pressure that we put on ourselves because we want to be great dentists. And that's a great thing that we care so much. And we want to make sure we're doing excellent preps on our patients to make sure that they last as long as they can and they don't have any issues. But it's obviously going to be stressful because it's hard work. It's hard to get those details perfect. And on top of all of that with mental health, you're going to feel overworked at times. That's something that can really prompt a lot of anxiety if you're not working a lot because you're going to have a lot on your plate. So if you 
take a morning off. Sometimes you could find yourself really full of anxiety or something because you know there's tasks looming. So that's kind of an adjustment you might have to make in dental school if you haven't already developed good mechanisms for accepting anxiety and not being scared and overwhelmed of the feelings that anxiety brings upon your body. And that's why I would highly, highly recommend that you start meditating sooner rather than later. I love the app Headspace. They have a really great student discount. I think it's $10 for the whole year. That's what I like to use. And they also recommend therapy. I know not everyone has access to it, but your school might have some lower cost or free services that you could use, or your insurance might cover it if you actually look into it. So I highly recommend therapy if that is an option for you. And then some people did submit that like their mental health was a hard adjustment in dental school. And I definitely agree. Someone said I cried a lot more in dental school and I haven't had a cry moment yet, but there was one that I almost did that was in last week's vlog if you guys haven't seen it yet. But um, after SimLab, of course, like I said, you can tell for me SimLab has been the biggest struggle. But the last thing I want to say about mental health, I guess there's two more things. So one of them being that it's pretty high stakes in dental school. That's what some people said. I don't necessarily feel that way. Kind of depends. It's pretty high stakes depending on your goals. So either way, you're going to put a lot of pressure on yourself. Like I said, that's just kind of how we are as dentists. So it's going to be intense if you let that overwhelm yourself. If you're trying to specialize, it's definitely going to be intense. So you do want to develop strong mental health and strong self-awareness as much as you can in undergrad so that the transition to dental school is a little bit smoother. And then finally, this is something I did not think about at all about dental school when I was coming from undergrad because it seems so recent but also long ago when you were a freshman in college. Like, the you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, I guess, is the way to explain it now that you're a D1. Not so much like high school freshmen like pushed into lockers or anything like weird like that, just that you are going through a transition all over again, like undergrad. You might have possible social things stressing you out, FOMO, like the fear of missing out. You're probably maybe going to have test anxiety again that you might have lost all those things. You might have found some friends. You might have felt fine with some big exams by like your senior or junior year of undergrad. But all those feelings from like the first couple weeks of undergrad kind of come back in a different way in dental school. So that's something just to be aware of. And the best thing I think is to have older dental students to go to for those things, ask them how they got through it, how long it took them to start to feel maybe more normal. Like older students are really going to be your lifesavers and they might be able to give you some insight on things that they did or they did differently that helped them get through everything that might be so, so challenging. I do also just want to throw this in here on a maybe more positive note with mental health. Dental school can be a lot of fun. You're with 100 people that are really like-minded, that are going through the same things as you and have off time at the same time as you, so you can do a lot of great social things, getting involved in clubs, like I mentioned in the intro. There's also lots of positives coming with mental health. You can, you're really becoming an adult if you want to listen to my episode with Dr. Shivani. It's one of my first few, I think. And you're really developing 
into an adult now that you're in dental school or maybe you are a full adult depending on when you started. But for me, I feel like I'm still coming into adulthood throughout dental school and you're learning who you are, you're learning what things you like to do, what things you don't like to do, and you're really like still formulating your own schedule. Dental school is kind of like a job and you still get to have a life outside of dental school if you choose to live that way. So I did just want to end the mental health period with a positive note because I don't want this episode to be scary or depressing or anything because there's lots of great things about dental school too. And these next two topics are much more positive, I think. So the next one is opportunity. So you made it here. You're going to be a dentist. Once you're in dental school, this is one of our liaisons told us that the worst thing that's going to happen is that you become a dentist. Like even if you fail an exam, if you have to remediate a practical or something, you'll get through it. The faculty will help you and then you'll end up passing and then eventually you're going to graduate and you're going to be a dentist. Like an undergrad, there's this looming fear like you might not get in, you might not get in right away. But once you're in, like you are in, you did it, kind of, you still have to get through the four years, but you're going to be a dentist. And that's something to be so excited about and to go back to when you're really stressed in dental school. Like I always have that in my mind, like I'm going to get through this, like I'm here, I'm in it, they picked me for a reason. So you kind of have those good mantras or whatever inside of you that can help you get through dental school. And another thing about opportunity, like undergrad, finding mentors and upperclassmen to guide you is really essential to getting through and being successful in sim lab and coursework, navigating clinic. They're people that have done it before. They can save you a lot of headaches of trying to start from ground zero. They can maybe give you a pointer or two that just makes things a little bit easier. So I would seek out opportunities through clubs, through research, through whatever that you're interested in. That way you can make some connections to help make your transition in dental school easier. Pretty similar to what hopefully you're doing in undergrad. So similar to the really big, heavy topic of opportunity, the final one I wanted to finish with is purpose. So in undergrad, your purpose, you might see it as working, doing school, whatever it may be. But in dental school, I think you get a lot more reflective about your deeper purpose and everything you're doing does matter. Every little detail that I said are on those slides that are hard to remember. They do all come together for your profession, for your patient's well-being, whether you see it or not. Sometimes it's hard to be motivated, but one thing I really liked that Dr. Connie Wang at Tufts, the Pharma Dental is her Instagram and YouTube, she recommends that she pictures a patient in her chair presenting with that condition or symptom or case that you're learning about that might feel really rare and maybe not of your interest or something, but it makes it feel a lot more real and necessary to learn and maybe even easier to remember. So that's a tip that I wanted to throw in here, but just knowing that your purpose now that you're in dental school is it's a lot greater. You've been accepted. And like I said, in four years, you're going to be a dentist. So there's just a lot more, I think, maturity and drive to understand things on a deeper level rather than just cramming like we mentioned earlier. And finally, I would say that you 110% need to have a very strong why in both the sense of why dentistry, why do I want to wake up every day and go practice dentistry, but also why dentistry for the big picture of my life. That's something to start thinking about in undergrad. It's going to develop, obviously, as you go through adulthood, as you experience different 
areas of life and family, personal, financial, your goals and everything with dentistry being your work are going to shift. But it's good to have some ideas of why you want it, what visions you have for your life, because that's what you're going to go back to when times are tough in dental school and you're like, okay, I'm going to be a dentist in four years, but this is really hard. Like, why am I even doing this? then you can think about those moments. And maybe it could be good to write it down. Maybe it could be good to record yourself saying it. um, Or it could just be good to have in the back of your mind. So that's pretty much everything I wanted to say about dental school versus undergrad. I did look at the questions that some of you sent in on Instagram. Most of them are pretty specific. So what I'm going to do is actually answer them on the Instagram story the day that this episode is going up. That way you can see the answers to those. They're more so about like, making the most of different things during undergrad or financing undergrad and dental school. So they're not particularly as relevant to what I was going through in this episode, but I will answer them on Instagram for you guys. So make sure that you follow the Instagram at Dental Download Podcast and also listen to the podcast, My Loops Are Up Here. I really recommend that one. It's another dental podcast. Again, it's called My Loops Are Up Here. And I'm going to be a guest on there soon, so that's exciting. And Dr. Shivani, who was a guest on this podcast back in the summer, is also one of their hosts now. So I think you guys will really like it if you like this. But that's everything for this week. I am really thankful that you all joined me and listened today. I hope you found it helpful. Again, be sure to tag us on Instagram as you're listening. Maybe let me know what is your favorite part of this episode. And next week's episode is going to be an orthodontics guest. She is a recent graduate of her orthodontics residency working in Chicago. Her name is Dr. Teresa. And we talk a lot about why orthodontics and maybe some misconceptions that people have about orthodontics. So I'm excited for you all to listen to that. And I will talk to you next Monday. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.